Welcome back to the bonus live edition today. We're streaming it live again today for the second time. See, I'm a hard-working man, me. But today is Shrove Tuesday. It's not that I'm religious or anything, but by God, do I love a good pancake. So, now I've spoken to many people over the last few days about pancakes, and some people like them, some people hate them. I just love them. All different toppings, all different flavorings. But mind you, I can't beat the old traditional lemon and sugar like my mother used to make it. But the problem with making pancakes is... For everybody, they stick to the pan, they burn, we don't make the consistency of the batter right. So I said, we need to get an expert. So, politics and pancakes are the name of the game for Paul Travaux from Travaux's Restaurant. And Paul joins me to tell us how to make the perfect pancake and how to mix politics into it as well. Paul, <laughs> how are you? Good night, how's things? Are we ready? Are we ready with the pancakes? Now, Paul... The consistency of the batter is a, it's just, that's, that's really where it comes down to, isn't it? Every single year. Think about this. Every single year, nobody can remember a recipe that has three ingredients because they have how much flour, how much egg, all that matters is the consistency. So I'm going to show you how to make the perfect batter. I'm not going to measure a thing. I'm not going to weigh anything. I'm going to show you foolproof, two cups of this, one cup of just watch, listen, and learn. I'm watching, I'm listening, I'm watching, I'm listening. Go on. Okay, so traditionally, Pancake Tuesday was, listen, we make an old batter, and we get rid of all the stuff that's left in the fridge because we're going fast in the 40 days and this kind of nonsense, whatever. Okay, so the pancake, believe it or not, is actually pretty much irrelevant, okay? So keep that in mind. Right. So I have set phrases. Like the about, government. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so, so i have self-raising flour here right and you might turn around and go damn it i've only got plain flour at home perfect it's the exact same thing for making the batter we're only making a simple batter that we can put stuff into that's what's crucial right so that's a brand new what's in this there's a nice plug for whoever makes oddlums yeah good plug for oddlums yeah go on oddlums be delighted the check is on the way <laughs> How much and i'm putting in that much now if i was to weigh that i'd say it's probably two or three cupfuls or something like that, okay? So that's my bowl, simple like that. Don't care how much is in it. Don't don't worry about what's in it. And I have large eggs, so I'm putting in one. If I had medium eggs, how many would I put in, Noel? <laughs> you would put in two, or one and a half. You see, this is simple. <laughs> this is like being back in high school. Okay, so pack yeah. your egg into it. But see, Paul, you don't understand. I normally just go into Tesco's and buy the pancake mix, you know what I mean? But it's not as good as me mother's. Yeah. You know what you're buying? You know what you're buying when you do that? What? You just bought a flour and egg. Because all you do is add milk into it. So you, I know, yeah. So don't be buying that muck. You have it in the house anyways it is, right? Right. And I know this is why I want people to learn how to cook. Because once you see this, well, then all of a sudden, like, you don't need to think about it. Like, next year, you're going, what's the, what's, the, what's the recipe? You don't need to remember. It's the consistency. Flour, okay. egg, and milk. Now, you have your experts who will say, put in a bit of melted butter, put in a bit of sugar, put in a bit of this, put in nothing, Okay. So I've put in my flour, I don't know how much, about two, three cups, one large egg or two small eggs, medium eggs. And we start off, that's about 300 mils of milk. Because everybody still wants a recipe, but don't, don't. Right, and what so we do is, and this is what's crucial. Now can we just pretend now it's the green party and just give it a good battering and a whisking? Well, I tell you what, <laughs> I say the green party are making no pancakes at the moment because they're all going... How did we get that bottle bank so bloody wrong? Huh? I I did see the picture you put up online of the of these, of course, the recycling return centres with all the empty bottles all over the place. Oh, clearly, these things aren't working properly, are they? 
absolutely clueless. Put your bullshit. It's bullshit. We all know it's bullshit. But there you go. It's just a way of charging people more money. It's actually, you know what it is? It's a way of charging us for what we used to do in the past and pay for anyway, which was recycling bottles. We were putting them into recycling boxes anyway. Look at, look at my bowl there. Now. Oh, I'm looking at it. I'm look, it's, you see the way it's mixy, mixy, mixing in there. Everybody now, is that, has, is that watery or is it thick? Just no, lift the, lift like the whisker. It's kind of like a ready break. I'm going to put in a bit more, a little bit more milk into it. Don't worry, I'll show you the whole consistency. See there, look. Right, so okay. I'm looking. No miracle for this. You don't need to put it through sieves. Just keep whisking and the lumps come out. So I could use that batter, but I want to make it just a little bit more because I'm making more of a kind of a crepe as opposed to a pancake. So I'm going to explain to you how you make all the fluffiness. So I'm just putting about another mouthful of milk just to loosen it up a little bit more. Right, okay. These are all little tricks I want to show you. So you can see that now, look. So keep mixing it in and you can see that is my perfect, perfect batter. See that? Yeah, Don't got be worrying it. about yeah. measurements. Yeah. Don't be worried about measurements. Don't be worried about how much of this and how much of that. It's the consistency. You see that? It's Lovely. very liquidy. Lovely. Now, if I want to make the real fluffy pancakes, I whip up a lot, maybe two egg whites, make them kind of meringue and add them in and then fluff it up and get real fluffy, not being American style. If I wanted to use buttermilk, well, here's, people just need to think. People don't know how to think anymore. Instead of putting milk in, I put in buttermilk. So that's how you can make all these different types okay, of Okay, but could you put a knob of butter in as well if you wanted to? You could, if you want to. Okay. To be honest, I'm not too sure what it does. People will say, oh, it gives it a lovely color, but we're going to get a lovely color on it anyway. Because I, I often, I often find when you add a knob to things, it makes a bit of a difference. Because there's a fair few knobs up there in the doll. <laughs> yeah. well, you can bring in the trans community for that one. Now look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. See this? I'm making my life so easy. Okay, I can see the yeah, I can see the consistency. It's good. It's a good consistency. Yeah. yeah. So that's remember what I said. That's the only. Now you don't ever need to remember. What are the ingredients or what are the recipe or what are the measurements for pancake choosing? Flour, eggs and milk until you get to that consistency. It's very, very now, simple. You, now, my mother now, used to, when my mother used to do it, she insisted that you had to leave it overnight or something like that. That's not the truth, the, is it? Here's what I do. Look, I had an empty bottle and a little funnel. In the ideal world, I'd have poured it into that, right? And I left it in the fridge for at least an hour. Overnight if you want to, but for at least an hour. So here's what I'm going to get to my pan now. Now, okay, so does the pan have to be very hot? Because here's my no. problem. Here's my problem, Paul. When I'm when I'm making the pancakes, right? If I have the pan too hot, the bottom is burned before the top is is hard enough to flip it over. But if I have it on too low, okay. But if so, I have it on too low, well, then it just takes too long, and the top still stays soft. And when I go to flip it over, the stuff goes everywhere. So remember the golden rule of pancakes. The first one always sticks. Always sticks. It's as if the pan is getting to know the batter. And I've got a good non-stick pan here as well. This one won't stick, but of course the fact that we're doing it now, it's going to make it look as if I made an absolute mess. So just get your butter and your oil, a little bit like that, and wipe it off with a little bit of kitchen cloth. Yeah. And pour in your batter. Like so. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Very, very simple. There's no trickery here, look. Now you get your pan, of course, I'm doing it the wrong way so that you can see it so I can't really see it, so I'll probably make a mess right. of this. Okay, so, so now, get, get it right around to the edge, yeah, okay, okay. Right around to the edges. Yeah. And leave it. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you, in the good old days when I was in dumb stores and corner stores, there's a little 
uh, whippersnapper growing up, there was a fella working in behind the bottle man. He just gave us bottles. He brought all the bottles in. And then all of a sudden, you got your 20p of a receipt and you went up to the till and you got your 20p. Now we've replaced it with machinery and we've made an absolute bollocks of it. So bring back your man. You take all your bottles. Right, okay. Now, here's my pancake always sticks. That's because you flicked it too early. And by the way, my photo said, flicking a pancake is either for a kid or for a show. So I'm neither of Deep down, I am a kid, don't worry. So look, you see the bubbles, the little holes. That yeah, yeah, the that's all right. I, I look out for the bubbles. I do look out for the bubbles. Yeah. But now, hold so, on. Yeah. Now, hang on. What? See the way you, your pancake moved? Mine doesn't. Mine is stuck at that stage. Well, you see, I bet you, you probably used some other fellow on RTE who showed you. You probably used his recipe. Use my recipe and you never have a problem. So you want the bubbles in the middle too. People see it on the outside and then they go, it's ready to flick. It's not. You want the bubbles to come into the middle here too so that it's nice and okay. then it's set. Get a little palette knife. Okay? Put it into the middle. And uh, it over. Okay, mine usually ends up halfway across the pan with the, the, the raw stuff dripping all over the side of the pan. You see, you always have to just <laughs> relax. When you're cooking, okay, it's probably it's two o'clock in the afternoon here, so half two in the afternoon. A little glass of wine, it'll always relax when you're cooking. People always panic, 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 panic. So, like, the last thing you want to be doing. So, here's a great tip for pancakes, right? Yeah. One poor mother or father has to make 20 pancakes, right? Make them all off. Fold them in half, put them on a tray or a plate like that, and after the dinner, bang them into the oven for one minute. Wait, but not, not the microwave. I, I stick them in the microwave. No, no, not a good idea, is it? Oh, look at now, you. Go on, flip it a bit higher, Paul. Go on, have a go there. Go remember on. What, the stick to the room. Remember what my father said kids and show offs. That's why I don't normally do it. Go this, on, do but it. I don't, I don't want to see me flip it. Go on. So look you. at this, right? My hands are asbestos, right? So look at that. That's a perfect pancake. Like so, put it back down. And if you think it's boiling or it's burning, just drop your heat. Just relax on it. Just relax on it. So how easy was that? We made, what's that taking us? 10 minutes? Flip it. Flip the damn thing. Now, you want me to flip it? Yeah, go on. Give it a go. Look, look at you. Go on a bit higher. Go on a bit higher. <laughs> right, well done. That was good. I'm, 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 I'm impressed. Now, let's, do, let's do one. Okay, so I've shown you how to do this, right? Yeah. So now we shall just give a little bit of a rub here. Yep. Not a little bit of butter. And we get a second one on the go because everyone wants to kind of second one as well. And then we come to our filling. So same again. Look. Just get the butter all the way around. Pour in our batter. I'm just doing this so you can see the consistency of it. Some yeah. people like the thick batters. Now, be, be clean here now. No, some people like thick batter. Some people like thin batter. Yeah, it's starting to separate. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a little bit that got off there. That's like the Fina Gale guys. That's the break off <laughs> ministers that are heading off now to do form yeah, their own party. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I know. I noticed you put it up on Twitter there earlier on, by the way. 20%, 25% of the elected TDs have jumped ship since 2000. What's going on there, Paul? Are they all getting pissed off at it? I would. The funny thing is, right, do you see the way, now see the way I'm doing this, just a little bit of butter. See the, the, the gas thing is, we all heard Klopp was leaving, right, from Liverpool. And we're all devastated because he's an amazing leader. He's an amazing coach. We're devastated. But they're all telling us Leo is a great leader. Why are they all jumping ship? Yeah, I do know. Do they know what's coming? Yeah, of course they do. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, a little bit of butter. This is for the traditionalists. 
couple of things of uh, lemon juice. Here's the funny thing. I was I was in America going back, you know, a while ago, and they love their pancakes, as you well know. Oh, lo- loads yeah. of sugar, more sugar, more sugar, loads of sugar. Anyway, sugar. I said I said to the girl in I I think it was Denny's. I ordered a thing of pancakes. I said, "What what topping would you like?" And I said, "Do you have any lemon?" And she went, "Lemon?" And I, and she looked at me like I had ten heads. I said, "Yeah, lemon and sugar on the pan for the pancakes." And she went, "You don't have lemon." And she, so eventually she was nice and she went off and she came back with a full lemon and a knife for me because they didn't have sure. lemon. It's not a thing they do. Like it's maple syrup, of course, is the big thing over there. It's, I have that here somewhere as well. Look, maple syrup. I'm a firm believer. Put everything into the middle of the table. Come down with your 20 pancakes on the tray and everyone helps himself. You know what's brilliant? Get an old Cadbury's cream egg. Wrap it up in your pancake. About 40 seconds, 30 seconds in the microwave, depending on how strong it is. And you've got the most amazing... Or even like a small Snickers or what do they call them? Yeah. Maribans back in home age. See the way, look, we have another one there on the go. That one's now called one of those American style pancakes because I made a bit of a bollocks of it. I was too busy talking to my hands. So it's a little bit smaller like that. So perfect. Your classic lemon. Look at that. Beautiful. Oh, I'm starving. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I actually feel like I need to, if I could eat that through the screen. <laughs> now, I would. now, do you prefer, by the way, do you prefer savory or sweet pancakes yourself? Oh, do you know what? It's funny. I, I make. Remember the old Findus pancakes? Oh yeah, the ones with the curry inside them, the chicken curry oh, ones, yeah. and yeah, they were gorgeous. Oh, I like a very dry bolognese, and then I, I recreate those Findus. So what I do is I fold that over in half, and then bread from a flour egg wash and bread from it, and then deep fry it, bring back the old taste of the uh, of the of the childhood memories. Mm. And I absolutely love them as well. But can you still get that? Can you still get those ones, those Findus? I used to love, my mum used to get me the box of the curry ones. I, I mean, that must oh, be yeah, 50 yeah. years ago. I mean, yeah, they're out delicious. a long time. Delicious. Mm. Now, people, look at that. See, simple. So I just put a selection of fruit. Raspberries, strawberries, blackberries, yep. black currants, whatever you can get your hands on. Yeah. I want to give people a great tip, by the way, when you buy your berries from a supermarket, they're laced in chemicals. Bring them home, like what I do. Wash them, put about two pints of water and about a tablespoon of uh, bread soda, bicarbonate soda. Dilute all that into the water, put your fruit into it. And then if you get a salad spinner, just to rinse it all off. Because if you buy these from a supermarket in a day or two days time, they're covered in mold. Whatever way they do them, they're absolute mold. So you want to get those chemicals off. A brilliant way to do it. Isn't it amazing how if there was a caterpillar run across a raspberry, we'd be freaked out. We'd have no problems eating all this muck that they covered in. Anyway. That's me going off on my rant. But you, yeah, no, no, you, you rant away because I'm just hungry just looking at the pancakes. I have to say that looks <laughs> t- absolutely delicious. How simple is that? Yeah, it's amazing. So there we go. So always, and if you want to fold that up, that's right. Do you know what's beautiful in the pancakes as well? A little bit of whipped cream. Absolutely love Or obviously a bit of Nutella or whatever the hell you want. I'm sick of yeah, you go, you go, so there's no, there's, the world is your oyster. You can put whatever you bloody want into it, really, can't you? Absolutely. Whatever, whatever you want. Whatever... You like, some people say, oh, Jesus, I like strawberry jam. I'm not putting strawberry jam. You're Are you going to eat that? Like Don't let that go to waste, by the way. When they come into the restaurant and they say, is there any chance I can have the sauce that goes with the halibut on my steak? And I say, but I couldn't give a shite. You're the one who's eating it. So of course you can. You can have whatever you want. Don't ever forget that. Listen to all, look at those pancakes. Oh, yeah, I was, was going to say, don't let that go to waste. Don't you eat it, for God's sake. <laughs> I, I my two kids outside. They're on their midterm break and they're going, Dad, whatever you do, make sure you keep a few pancakes for us so nothing will go to waste. But remember the most important thing, as I do that, 
It's the consistency. Listen to what I said, go back and have a look at that. It's flour, eggs, and milk until you get it to that consistency. So don't be coming back next year going, geez, I've no idea how to make a pancake. It's a very, very simple batter. It's a great way to use up whatever you're trying to get rid of in the fridge. That's what it was. Yeah, the, for yeah, the bag, the bag of flour that's been there all year in the bag. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw how easy that was. You see the way you see some guys now, they yeah. say make the batter, put it through a sieve. I didn't put anything through a sieve. There's a single lump in those pancakes. Absolutely delicious. I love my raspberries, I have to admit. Pop. Are you going to make them? Yeah, I know I'm going to make the pancakes today. Yeah, me and the missus are going to have pancakes. Uh, just in relation to the politics, Paul, you seem really pissed off at the moment, but you went a little bit quiet there for a while. Were you too busy in the restaurant or what was going on? No, do you know what? I took a month off. We closed, we closed the restaurant every January just to recharge the battery. Chill, yeah. I tried my best. Don't go on Twitter. I'll always call it Twitter. I know it's XR, you know. Don't go on. I was going, oh, Jesus, those muppets. And so I was trying to calm down a little bit, but... When you see the bottle bank miss, mess that's going on, when you see everything that's going on, when you see what's coming up in the referendum, and I'm not going to tell people to vote yes or no, you decide that yourself. But when you see they're making an absolute mess of things and they're lying and they're not telling you the truth and they're making up stuff that's supposed to be in our constitution that's not in our constitution, you just kind of go, that's how hard is it to get? Everything is getting worse. I keep saying it all the time. Why is everything getting worse? And we still turn around and say the decision makers are the right guys and the good guys. At some stage you need to turn around and actually go, why, why do you think, why do you think, you know, for the first time, I'm 60 now, right? And for the first time in all my years, I have seen a government that is essentially lying to the people. No, I wouldn't be the first time. Charlie Hawhey did it too. Uh, they're lying to the people. They're misinforming the public. They're pulling, It's like they think we're all thick or something. And they're pulling the wool over our eyes constantly all the time with misinformation. And yet they're the ones who are telling us not to be doing the misinformation. They're doing it constantly. Why do you think this is suddenly happening? I don't know. I'm in, I'm in business 21 years. Uh, I've never seen it as hard. I know a lot of small businesses are gone bust, about to go bust, are under immense pressure. They've cancelled their pensions. They've cancelled their own salaries. They've cancelled everything that they would have gotten throughout a normal year just to survive in order to keep the staff and in order to keep their business afloat. I've never seen it as bad. In my, it's my own personal opinion. And I'm damn good at what I do. I'm damn good at what I do. And I'm talking to a lot of other restaurants, and not just restaurateurs, by the way, publicans, small shops, mm -hmm. hairdressers, Everyone is under so much pressure to the point they're going, all I'm doing is I'm just doing enough to survive. We're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And you turn around and say, well, So if I get like, and I don't think the government realise, if I go bust, they're still living in the 80s, 90s. They're going, should we have that nut job trade on those books? There's yeah. another 20, 30 people waiting to take this building and open up as another restaurant. There's not one. There's not one. You look at all the towns around you now at the moment. How many empty retail spaces are there on the high street and on the main street? Because there's nobody coming up behind him to reopen it. So I think we're in serious trouble. I think we've seen yeah. off. No, I think, you're, I think you're right. I think a lot of people would be afraid to go into their own business nowadays. But most people nowadays, young people nowadays, are going into the tech industry. They, they're quite happy to work nine to five, get a nice salary out of it. They're not going to go into a business with a hard graft like yourself and many others have done over the years. Absolutely. So it's going to be difficult, you know, unless well, they're following in daddy's footsteps or something, you know. Well, or I, I was only having a conversation there due to the day with my kids on how you build an empire. And how you build an empire is when mom and dad turn around and say, little Johnny, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'm going to be an astronaut, mom. That's great. Don't give a shit. You're coming working with us. So that's how you build an empire, that your kids and your family continue, continue, continue. Right? I'm now telling my kids, whatever you do, don't get involved in hospitality. It's app, especially self-employed hospitality. Go do your job. Go work your 40 hours a week. Take your four or five weeks holidays a year. Take your whatever, your sick days, holidays that they're giving. Yeah, yeah. Give, 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 give all the time. 
You don't need to worry about VAT returns. Don't need to worry about tax returns. Don't need to worry about employers oversight. Don't need to worry about when I leave. Is something flooding in them? You don't need to worry about anything. Do your job, get your salary, and off we go. Yeah, hang your coat up at five o'clock. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, I know. You know, that's the advice I would give to any kid nowadays because, unfortunately, unless you've got a really good idea that's guaranteed to make a lot of money, um, unfortunately, you will struggle to be a, to be an entrepreneur in this country or to be a businessman person in this country. Our, our, our particular industry, our, our, the restaurant industry, which is the one thing I am 100% able to talk about, the only way our industry now gets better, it's absolutely screwed. It's in the gutter right now. The only way that gets better, and this is a horrible thing to say, is that if there's 10 restaurants in one town, if four of them go bust, because we cannot drop our costs anymore. We've got everything rock, rock bottom. So unfortunately, the only way we improve is that it's basically supply and demand. So mm. four out of the 10 close and we pick up the spare customers that, that these other places had to pick up. That's the only way it gets better. And that's right. the only way it will get better because I know a lot of clothes already. A lot more are going to close again this year because they're hoping, everyone's like myself, hoping to get a better year. And we're very lucky. I have a huge platform. I did a lot of TV stuff. Wide. So, I mean, we're very lucky. We have a lot of people coming into the restaurant. But it's still tough. It's still very tough. And, I see, and I'm talking to other guys and they're going, look, I'm down 10% on last year. I'm down 5% on the year before. If your turnover is down on last year, you're in serious trouble. Um, yeah. Because like, you don't see it rocketing up 20%. No, because you were you were struggling last year anyway. So if you're 10% down on struggling, well, you're in, yeah. you're in deep trouble. You're, you're just always chasing. You're just always chasing. And I blame, and you've seen me on, on Twitter, the, the, it's very simple. If this, the guys in Leinster House, if I ran down the streets butt naked one day, the people turned around and went, well, we're not going into that guy's place because he's mad. That's my fault. But when you see costs continuously out of your control, not just going up, spiraling out of control, you're kind of going... Yeah, and, and you know what? It's not, it's not just the cost. I'll come to the other aspect in a second. I know the government announced the other night they're not going to charge interest on warehouse VAT during COVID-19. Yeah. There was meant to be interest started from this year, but they have said uh, they're not going to charge the interest. But my thinking on it is they should just cancel all that warehouse debt because realistically, business owners can't afford it. The reason they didn't pay it at the time was because they were out of business and they couldn't afford it. And they, they can't afford it now either. I mean, it's another bill that they have to pay and the government are still saying we want it. I mean, that's ridiculous. They handed out 350 quid per person, you know, during COVID-19 to your average punter. So they should give businesses a break and say, listen, that tax that your warehouse at that particular time, because you couldn't afford it, you still can't afford it, obviously. You're not going to be able to make it up over the next couple of years. So let's just cancel, write it all off. It was a mistake for everybody. And they need to get rid of it. That debt over hanging over the heads of many businesses in Ireland. The other problem you have as well is, particularly in rural Ireland, and I don't want to be having a pop at immigration, but when you land a town with a lot of refugees and a asylum seekers into the local hotels, you now have very little tourism. And tourism, of course, you know, restaurants and bars and shops depend on tourism and they depend on those people, that footfall, you know, in the town. That's a huge problem, isn't it? I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I, I didn't realise I was a dick the first time in COVID when we were shut down. A lot of fellas going, oh, you were a dick years ago. I, wait till you hear what I have to say. So when we were allowed open in the first year of COVID and bars weren't, I was going... This is freaking deadly because people had no option but to stay in the restaurant and all of a sudden our spend went up through the roof, albeit for about three or four months of the year before they freaking shut us down again. It was only the following year that they shut us down with the bars and allowed the hotels to be open that I went, oh geez, I didn't realise how much of an asshole I was to all the publicans in the town. I should have been fighting for the publicans from day one. If I can open, they can open. Because now all of a sudden the hotels were open and they were going, oh, this is freaking deadly. Now yeah. they can't even leave the hotel for food or drink they're staying with us. So they had a huge season and they were looking down at us going until all of a sudden the hotels weren't allowed open. So when you look at emigration, 
the co-towns and the accommodation providers that brought them in were gone. I do it. This is a huge rate. I don't need staff. I don't need insurance. I don't need to pay my rates. And I get a refurb grant at the, at the end of it. It's a no-brainer. So they all started doing it. The other hotels that didn't do it, now all of a sudden supply and demand, they turn around and go, I can actually add 20, 30, 40, 50, 100% onto my room rate because we've taken out 40% of the accommodation. So if people want to come here, they're going to have to pay more. And they thought it was great. Not realizing the consequences on the high street all around Ireland as to what was happening. So when they were open, there was still 40% less football coming into the towns of tourists because they were full with immigrants and asylum seekers, which now means now, this year, you're seeing it in Killarney, you're seeing it in towns all around the country. Retail's going bust, bars going bust, restaurants going bust, small shops going bust. And we've also sent out that PR and that media throughout the world to say we've taken in so many refugees into Ireland. The American is going, I really want to go over there to Kerry. Do I really want to go to Galway, Westport, Mayo, Donegal? Do I really want to go in Ireland? And now we're seeing less and less, and nobody's paying that exorbitant rate that they paid last year. So even the domestic tourism is kind of going, I was in yeah. Seville there two weekends ago for a weekend. The most expensive meal I had was in the airport on the way home. It was for nothing. <laughs> the two of us were eating at 60 cents. I know. Yeah, I mean, look, you can go to Portugal for a week for the cost of going for a weekend in, in Ireland Absolutely. somewhere. I mean, and and that's, that's not, that's not, that's not good. Jesus. Yeah, but yeah. what really pisses me off now is people turn around and go, ah, the restaurant's ripping them off and this guy, we're not ripping them off. We have to do that. The waiter here is being paid twice what the waiter in Spain is. The tax VAT, all, everything is much more exorbitant here than it is. The cost of doing business here is way ahead of what it is over in Spain. And, Portugal. and that's... And then, and, then, and then to add to that, of course, then we can go into the Green Party and, the, you know, getting rid of the cows out of the fields, which is going to put the price of beef up, which means the steak on the plate in the restaurant is going to go up by about 20% over the next couple of years. I mean, you know how much time I have for the Green Party. First of all, no. I hate being lectured in the first place, but I hate being lectured by hypocrites. Yeah. When you've been, you know, don't you move, don't you fly, don't you do, oh, well, I can't talk now, I'm on a business flight. Where is he, by the way? Where's Eamon Ryan now? Isn't he gone over to, I don't know, Vienna or somewhere? Or for the, he's, that's where he is. He's gone over to meet Mary Robinson and somebody else to talk about nonsense for the next two or three days. And then he's back and then he's going to Washington or whatever the hell he's going. No, he's going to, sorry, he's going to Brazil. For four or five days for Paddy's Day. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I think we should travel. I, I, I put up a tweet there, Masalango. When I'm not, if, when I'm Minister for Tourism, I will not be leaving Ireland. I'm going to bring 20 of my peers, my global peers, on the absolute piss around Ireland on an open top bus, stopping off in all the small towns and having <laughs> track. I understand why we must travel to America. We're the only country in the world that has an open invite every year in St. Patrick's. No, no, no. The, the America thing is fine, but I just don't understand every single minister having to go somewhere. Like, could you imagine if I came up to Dublin Island and told you Kerry was brilliant? Yeah. You'd be kind of going, oh, really? It'd be much better if I brought you down and drove you around and showed you, look how great this country is. So I don't understand why we don't bring all our peers and our minister for... And invite them over here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. over here and go, that's wicked. And I also said there won't be a single drag queen in any of my pictures when I'm promoting Ireland. Thanks, lads. You've had your fun. I'm going to have the Irish dancers. I'm going to have a bit of crack. I'll have somebody there on El Shillelagh, somebody playing the bagpipes and the hill pipes and, and a bit of crack and, and a toasty with a little bit of plastic stuck on it. Real Ireland. Yeah, a bit of few leprechauns in the background and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah why not? A bit of I know, look, I know the whole leprechaun. Like this, but we can't forget why the Americans came. And here's yeah. my other thing. They love right the leprechauns. Are you? Downline. The American affiliation to America uh, to Ireland is dying out. Mm. We're third generation Americans. They're coming. I'm still going over to see my ancestors. 
We don't have the amount of Irish that have gone over that we did in the past to have that American and Irish affiliation. And I have a big fear that in probably it's, it's probably you and I will be up there or down there looking somewhere else or whatever. But in 30, 40, 50 years time, we run the risk of, of losing that huge American influence of tourism that we have. And without the Americans, particularly last year, we're goosed. The American mm, tourists yeah. saved, obviously the domestic tourism was brilliant as well. But the American tourists last year saved so many businesses in this country because they came in their droves. And I think we're, we're a couple of decades away from losing that connection between Ireland and America. Couldn't, so, agree, so, with, couldn't agree with you more, Paul. Well, look, Paul, thank you very much indeed for the politics. Thank you for the pancakes. Oh, they look, oh, I'm starving. Don't let the half go to waste. There's a half there. Don't let it go to waste. The other one. Yeah, the tradition. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, stop. By the way, can we just say also thanks to the cameraman? <laughs> Dill. Yeah. Dill. Where's he gone? He was holding the camera five minutes ago, good old Dill. Yeah, yeah, he's booking off now because he put it up on the tripod and he goes, you don't need me, Dad. He's off there playing PlayStation and all that other usual crap. <laughs> Paul, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. And we should talk to you again <laughs> the next time we need to cook. <laughs> Thank you. See you soon. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.